Well, it's Artax and the Beef, here to brighten up your week. While they may not get it right, still the show is kind of tight. So sit back and listen in. Welcome, everybody, to Artax and the Beef Tour the Marvel Universe. I'm Artax. And I'm the Beef. And we're touring the universe. Here we go. If you are just joining us for the very first time, quick rundown of what we're doing here. Watching every Marvel movie in release order, working our way from Iron Man 1 to Endgame, the fourth Avengers movie, out April 2019. And today, very excited, very unique movie we're watching and for that very unique guest special guest hillary's here with us today hi everybody it's funny when you do your introduction and you're like i'm artex and i'm the beef i always want to be like i'm the marvel universe (laughs) (laughs) that'd be good that'd be good maybe we'll just like workshop that that's like um ego who is going to be in one of our movies is like a giant planet and is a villain. Oh yeah. So you so could be a giant, a giant villainous universe. Oh, okay. I'll look into that. Yeah, hey, maybe. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're talking about Civil War today, Captain America 3, although it's really not so much a Captain America movie as it is another Avengers movie. It's like Avengers light. Yeah, it's it's Avengers-ish. So are we saying I obviously have not watched this yeah. movie? The Civil War is between the Avengers themselves. That's why we have Civil War as the title. Yeah, That's right. Okay. Most specifically, Iron Man and Captain America are on different sides of an issue around regulating supers. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a uh, it's it's about gun control yeah. essentially. Yeah. I was really kind of hoping that we were going to go back in time and Cap was going to be in the Civil War, <laughs> like on the side uh, of the North. Yeah, you no, know? Yeah. I was hoping for some kind of revisionist think, history. I think that Wolverine be... might have been in the Civil War. He was in the Civil War. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that if you go, he was a Confederate soldier, wasn't he? Was he Confederate? I, I don't think know. He was. I mean, yeah, most the most most on each side were conscripted anyway. So right. yeah, just a, bunch, just a bunch of Irish guys killing each other. I was just <laughs> and some of them we had bone go... claws. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. But I'm also with Bill this... Compton also in the from True Blood. He was in. The oh, Star that's Wars. right. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. No, I was really hoping that we were gonna go to the actual Civil War, and Cap was just gonna be like, "I remember <laughs> this." He's just <laughs> deflecting single shot musket blasts right. with his shield. Right, but he still has his list of things that he needs to like, catch up on. Marmalade. We right. gotta try marmalade. Yeah. Right. yeah. So this is this is. Sarsaparilla. Okay, sorry. <laughs> is that a Sioux City sarsaparilla? Uh, this, yeah, this this one is really heavy and overt with the narratives and the overtones. Is it a bit heavy-handed with, yeah. with the ideas of what it's trying to? Kind of. Well, it's like balancing government control and uh, vigilantism. Um, yeah. And you're supposed to root for the vigilantes, essentially. Um, yeah. Do which, you find yourself rooting for the vigilantes? I mean, I find myself rooting for maybe not the way that they exercise the government control, but the idea of, hey, we have these superpowered people. Maybe we should have some sort of checks and balances on them. Hmm. There's an interesting uh, 
Batman cartoon movie um, where Batman essentially has his computer hacked and all of his contingencies for taking out all of the other superheroes are put into effect by supervillains. So he nice. like takes out the Justice League inadvertently. Huh. Yeah. I always rooting for the vigilantes. <laughs> uh, Even though Iron Man's on the wrong side of that? I, I, yeah, it is it is buddy. a is a difficult one to reconcile. Right. Um, I think that like most billionaire technology inventors, he benefits a lot from government contracts, and so he's trying to align himself with the powers that be. Not too dissimilar from the character's inspiration, Elon Musk. I thought sure. you were going to say not too dissimilar from you. Well. I, too, have a lot of government contracts <laughs> yes. that I benefit from. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I've never seen this. Um, we did have to kind of change our schedule because the film itself is so long. Yeah. So, yeah, and we're two and a half hours. I think by the end... If we were if we were putting this on a graph, we're just going up higher and higher in terms of total length of all of these movies. So then, my question becomes: Do we need two and a half hours to tell this story? No, and I think you get to two and a half hours because you flood the box with characters. Mm -hmm. You're introducing new uh, new characters, and you have to walk everybody up through. Oh, this is Hawk. Or uh, Falcon. This is, you know, Ant Man. In we case don't you missed that movie. To like everyone's origin story, do we? No. Well, but... we get one origin oh, story yeah. because uh, we get Spider Man. Is it the Hawkeye family farm? Nope. No. Uh, well, we no, get... you also get Black Panther. You, I don't, I don't think we get as much origin story, but you definitely get the introduction of Black Panther. Yeah. Although I guess you don't get um, Peter Parker being bit by a spider in this movie. No, but you do get Marissa Tomei. Yeah, it's yeah. a, a reimagining of Aunt May. Oh, man. Aunt May? Aunt May. Okay. Marissa Tomei. As Aunt May. As Aunt May, I have to say. All day. Ooh, buddy. <laughs> okay. I couldn't add. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh. I mean, she's no Pepper Potts, but. Then again, who is? All right. So what, what else are we looking for in this movie in terms of the greater universe? I'm looking for anything related to Infinity Stones and and seeing the the tie-in as something other than just a setup flick. I think you really start to hit two different types of films in this third phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You either get films like this, which I believe are meant to advance the ball in the greater narrative, mm -hmm. right? Or you get what we have next week, we'll talk about in a bit, like Doctor Strange, which is a short hour and 45 minute movie that mm -hmm. just sets up the character that then the character is so central to Avengers three and Avengers four that you got to throw you it. Needed a separate yeah. Film. You need, yeah, yeah. So it's not really, you're just like, okay, here's Dr. Strange. And you know, you just kind of get through it. And then this movie is like, okay, we got to like, this is more of the full narrative being driven. Okay. Yeah. Um, moving right along, where's Stan in this one? Oh, boy. You got two and a half hours to play today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And no hmm. more of this I call the first half of the movie. <laughs> You're right. I'm going to call the first two-thirds. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's my guess. In the first two-thirds of the movie. That You cannot do you that. You said I couldn't do half. You didn't say anything about thirds. Uh -huh. I think you knew the in point compliance. I was making. She, just, she may have just been banning fractions in general. Right. There's no fractions <laughs> well, anymore. Well, I have the first .66 of <laughs> this movie. Just change it to a decimal. <laughs> Uh, I, there is a, 
seen big crux in the movie around some sort of uh, global government entity, United Nations like thing where they're oh, voting yeah. on security alignments and you get a lot, you get a lot of faces and you know, okay. there's a lot of going ons there. And I think that's a good place to slot in Stan. I'm thinking it's that's a big where he crowd is type scene. Yeah. He's just like a lot of people. You think, you know, you in, Right, yeah. and he's got all these, like, you know, and he's maybe like the representative from Azerbaijan or something, right? Okay. So, okay. I, I don't know. It seems a little heavy for a Stan cameo, so I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to be when we introduce Spider-Man. That's what if I was going to If he's somewhere go around oh. there. I yeah, actually, having that's... never seen this movie, I was thinking, well, if you're introducing Spider-Man, that would be the place to kind mm-hmm. of slip in Stan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm going to go, I don't know when they do it or how they do it, but Spider-Man adjacent. Oh, Okay. That's a solid guess. Yeah, I like that. All right. Are you just sticking with the first? Yeah, two the thirds? first point six six. Um, okay. So I'll clock the minute, and you can. Uh... <laughs> yeah. So all right, we got our stand. We got what we're looking for. Any final thoughts from the group? I, unfortunately, I was kind of told that this one has a lot of fighting in it. Mm-hmm. It's like every and, twenty of every thirty minutes. Right. Yeah. And and I've said it before, and I'll take the the heat for saying it again. I just don't care about the fighting. So I, you know, I'm anxious to see how they kind of work everyone in. But when it gets to those fighting scenes, I just can't. Well, as you mentioned, the fighting scene. So there's a, uh, there's a, the big set piece is like nine different Avengers squaring off. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just have to say like the movie compared to the comics on that, like it's a full two-page splash of, like, 50 characters in the comic right. run of and Civil War. And I'm sure War. if you read the comics, you are, like, anticipating, like, hey, how are they going to do this in the movie? And it's probably, is it a big payoff? Or is it like, oh, that's how they did it? It's, I mean, it's, it's not a big payoff. Oh, okay. It's, it's interesting. Like, you get, you get Spider-Man, so that's always good, but. Eh. Is it always good? <laughs> It's good two thirds of the time. <laughs> oh. Okay, well, I think that might be the <laughs> Okay. Let's go watch. And we're back. <laughs> yes. Oh no. And we're back with that apparently. Uh, <laughs> welcome back everybody. We just watched Civil War. Hopefully you did as well. But if you didn't, we're gonna start things off with our infinity points, and we're gonna bounce between everyone who's here today. So get us rolling, special guest Hillary. All right. So this is my first time doing this. So. Ooh. No judgment. Well, it's the first time on the podcast. How could you yeah, do that? Yeah, You had no other opportunities. That's right. Yeah. right. You're one for one. Right. Listen and then judge. Okay. Here we go. All right. The year is 1991, and the Winter Soldier is being brought out of captivity once again to recover something. Cut to the present day Nigeria, where the Scarlet Witch, Sans Accent, is talking with Cap, Falcon, and Widow. Armed men take aim at the Institute for Infectious Disease, and the squad arrives to fight back. Fight, 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 explosion, explosion, explosion. I stopped paying attention at that part. A biological weapon is taken, which is a vial of something. 
Cap gets a message from Bucky and is saved by the Scarlet Witch, but the people of Nigeria are not as lucky and there is a ton of collateral damage. We move on from there and see Gollum Tony Stark spending the holidays with his parents through a memory machine known as BARF as he speaks to the MIT students and tells them that he is funding all of their projects. Uh, we have Alfred Woodard shows up and talks to Stark about her dead son, Charlie, who the Avengers are responsible for murdering, and Tony starts to rethink the group's actions. The Avengers are being chided in international news for their destruction in Nigeria, and all assemble together to watch a slideshow of their misdeeds, which help save the world, and are asked and are presented then with the... <laughs> I'm going to say it wrong. <laughs> so Sokovia Accords, which would allow for the UN to oversee the group. Cut to Cleveland. A previously <laughs> unseen man named Zemo shows up where he waterboards a former Hydra officer in an attempt to gain information about the Winter Soldier. He fails and has to use bloodier methods. The team debates the ethics of the Sokovia Accords and accepting government oversight. Then reconvene in Vienna to help ratify the Accords when a bomb blows up some of the world's leaders, including the King of Wakanda. The Winter Soldier is blamed for the attack, and the team fractures. Cap, Black Panther, and Bucky have a chase-slash-fight scene through the streets of Vienna, and it ends with Cap being declared a criminal in a sarcastic, congratulatory way. Nemo activates an EMP and steals Bucky because he has a Bucky-specific spellbook that he got from the guy that he killed in Cleveland. And gets a mission report from 1991. Hope you see all this coming together now. If it doesn't make sense, it will shortly. And then turns Bucky loose. Captain America tracks Bucky. They're friends again, but the teams team up. So the team splits in two. Iron Man recruits Spider-Man. Hawkeye shows up to no one's delight. <laughs> He grabs the Scarlet Witch, and Ant-Man comes along, and we got a 5v5 battle royale, Cap versus Iron Man. Iron Man fails to stop Captain America, who then gets away with Bucky to go off to Russia to find other super soldiers. And it turns out that Iron Man was wrong about Cap and Bucky all along. Bucky really didn't blow up Vienna and kill the King of Wakanda. But he did kill Tony Stark's parents. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Big fight scene between Bucky and Captain America and Iron Man. Iron Man blows off Bucky's arm. Captain America puts a shield in Iron Man's chest. It's dramatic. T'Challa, the Black Panther, decides not to kill the bad guy. A lot going on at the end of the movie. None of it really equals resolution. So if you are wondering, does the movie just end like this point is? Yes. All right. Nicely done, everybody. Yeah, that was good. That was a good, good book report. Mm -hmm. Sorry that that was a little long this week. Uh, oh. There was a lot going on in that movie. I feel like we should get an apology from the filmmakers. I'm sorry that was a little bit long this week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think one of the things that I said while we were watching was, I think this movie should have come later mm -hmm. in the yep. release. If this had come after Spider-Man: Homecoming and Black Panther, we could have tied it in. Yeah, so we could have sped better. it up a little bit more. Mm -hmm. We already know who everyone is. We right. don't have to go meet Aunt May. Although, 
good good to see Ant Man. Yeah, it, uh, having not seen Spider Man Homecoming, is there a lot of Ant May in that? <laughs> There's a decent amount. All right, I'll take it. This was a hard movie for me to watch because there was so much fighting, and beyond so much fighting, the fight scenes themselves were. 20 something minutes long i mean it was like you have big groups and then you have the breakaways and then this person has to do this and then this person has to throw their shield and this person has to catch this person and now i'm going to turn huge like it just got to the point where i was like i got it there's not going to be a resolution at the end of it that's the thing no one's going to kill anyone of the avengers like i get that it's civil war i get that we have a divide amongst how we should go about our business and that's the premise of the movie i'm with you but you know as a viewer no one's going to die so there's not really much at stake very Ooh. different from the actual civil war <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah right. the actual civil war slightly higher body count yeah well and not a lot of superheroes We've talked about how there's there's no real peril for any that's of the super. That's what I'm super. saying. So there, that's even more so here because right. at least sometimes you see a villain who, because they won't surrender, they fall off a cliff and die. You sure. Know? Like you at least we didn't get, get that. Anything. No. Yeah. You know, Joker falls and he's got the he's got the machine that's making the laughing sound in his pocket. Mm-hmm. Or uh, I think Obadiah Stane falls into an arc reactor in yeah. iron man one so like you you get that where their hubris leads to their downfall but right. in this we have to keep them all alive right because we already got rid of quicksilver so who, just... boy does that guy he's yeah. lame yeah. <laughs> oh yeah anyone who I, likes that, that guy <laughs> anyone who likes quicksilver is a way wrong. right exactly so that exact point makes me go can we just fast forward to the next 20 minutes because i get it it's a lot of cgi fight scene nothing real is going to happen well you need to make up for that for what I felt was just like a really poorly delivered total narrative. I, I don't maybe maybe I'm more woke than I was the first time that I saw this. <laughs> yeah. But well, it, after that initial, oh, this is cool. I'm seeing. It's like my best friends are fighting each other. It's so amazing. <laughs> right. Like that, that's only novel one time. Yeah. Right? And the, the whole whether or not this is the right thing to do is everybody just takes all these different paths, like. Iron Man is suddenly for it because he remembered that his parents died or something, or he accidentally killed a kid. And, you know, it's like, okay, we were two, like the very last silver or uh, Captain America, we almost had the world taken over by shield, a bad government actor. And then the last Avengers was Iron Man creating a, self-aware government right. enforcement agency. A that suit of armor like. around the yeah. world. And then, you know, I, you know, as I called out during the movie, like very frustrated. I, I'm pro-vigilante in this one, but man, the, the, the grounds for doing it for Captain America were simply, this guy's my friend. Right. He's misunderstood. Yeah. yeah. It's like, if Cap had real values or if it was a real values-based decision, he would, you know, let Bucky go to the dogs because that's that's the difference between right and wrong. He's not rooting out whether or not Crossbones is is a is a tormented, misunderstood person. Right. He just goes there to stop him, yep. and he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't call any of that into his decision making until it's something that directly impacts him. So very, very just like. Bleh. So yeah, I think. It's not a bad movie. Right. But and that's, that's exactly the issue that I was having with it, was the fact that just because I particularly didn't like the movie doesn't make it a bad movie. 
Yeah. And I mean, it got, it was certified 90 was some percent. 91%. Yes. Yeah, so and it's, there was just so much going on. So we had, much. we counted, there were how many different? 11. There were 11, 11. locations. Yeah. And it, they conveniently pop up a little uh, subtitle on the screen Which that tells you Cleveland. Done, if they haven't popped up London, Cleveland, you know, wherever, you would be so lost as the viewer. Bucharest. Of, where right. are we? Did we really need to travel from Vienna to Berlin to right. Leipzig? Couldn't we have just done that all in Vienna? Right. Like, why? What were they getting paid by the city they visited? Well, we also got. Changes in time, too, right? Like, oh, this yeah. is 1991. Now it's present day. Back to 1991 again. Like, it took a lot to just pay attention to the narrative because it was so all over the place. And I think we talked about it before. There were, like, three different plot lines happening simultaneously, which each individually were hard to follow. Yeah, I think you have a better movie if you make it two movies mm-hmm. you, you really have an avengers 3 which is deals with the civil war issue mm-hmm. and then you have this bucky captain america iron man piece that can be an entire captain america movie about the bucky piece that right. doesn't yeah. need to involve right. the entire avengers team right right because that's actually i think a compelling and interesting storyline that I can engage in, but when it's just being overlaid by Ant-Man shows up and Hawkeye's off the farm and it's like, okay, so how does all this matter in the context of these Sokovia awards and all this other stuff? It's just like, it is 15 pounds of stuff in a 10 pound bag. Right. And then we also talked about the fact that if you had delayed releasing this, you could Mm -hmm. cut out stuff too. So there's several things happening here that, okay, listen, if we were to remake this movie, Number one, it would be separate movies, and your timeline would be different. And we'd only be in, like, I don't know, four places. Gotta love seeing Cleveland up there, though. I'm holding down Cleveland as one of my spots. And what's funny is all the other ones were Cleveland anyway. Yeah, Yeah, right? That's that's true. (laughs) They They just just had to throw it out. The Captain America series loves filming in Cleveland. They really do. Ohio's a great place to shoot a movie. If you're out there and you want to come to Ohio, we encourage that. Yeah, much better than... Chicago or New York or LA. Overdone. Just overdone. Also, those Georgia, we're coming for you. We want <laughs> yeah. your movie money. Yeah, come on, Georgia. <laughs> quick, quick question. Uh, anyone know anything about the fifteenth president of the United States, James Buchanan? No. <laughs> Was he from Cleveland? Is that where we're no, going? No, actually, he may be an Ohio guy. Ohio's got yeah, eight. we have several. I don't know if Buchanan. We've got a from. lot of astronauts too. Yeah. I, what yeah. I remember about um, James Bucky Buchanan is that uh, he served in World War II as part of an elite unit. No, no, I'm His serious. Fly, nickname, I'm, trying, I'm trying to his find... His nickname was President Soldier. <laughs> I'm and... trying to think of the tie-in, because it's James Buchanan Barnes, right? right? And so James Buchanan was the president. Like, is there some subtle thing that... Was he... Uh, an assassin or something, <laughs> you know, like yeah, it was just hiding like... in plain sight. Yeah, they both had um, arms that were made from biomechanical yeah. pieces. So, <laughs> it's around the time that Will Smith filmed Wild Wild West. I mean, you know, that's yeah. the setting mm-hmm. of that because it's post-Civil War. Because, let's see, Link, Lincoln was the 13th, right? And then you get Grant. And Lincoln also fought vampires, as I recall. <laughs> 
He God. hunted them. Hunted vampires. He yeah. was a hunter. Yeah, he wasn't fighting them. He was preying on them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Even Which, worse. Which, little known fact, he was doing it during the Civil War. People did not realize. Civil and War. And Bill was Compton really... was in the Civil, Civil War. War. Oh, it's full circle. Wow. It's full circle. People have turned this podcast off. <laughs> we have just been playing with the reality stone <laughs> yeah. hard. Well, uh, we've shrunk down to being in a in a universe that doesn't exist. We're in a dimension that is subatomic. I'm pretty yes. sure. We're 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 at the corks and strings now. Yes. All right, we're almost out of time, so let's talk about Stan. Uh, uh, I missed uh, it. He he was not in the first point six six of the movie. He wasn't in the first point nine five no, of the movie. Was it was in, like the point nine. This is a, yeah. this is two in a row. I'm starting to think you got either new producers or or. A new uh, or these directors who aren't aware of, of who calls the shots here because I feel like we're just getting Stan bolted onto the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah the same well, same in, deal in Ant Man. In Captain America one, he's actually in a deleted scene. It was in this one we saw. Well, that might have been in the extended version, but mm. there mm. is a version where that yeah, didn't same, make the cut. Same. Like he's not in it. Yeah, so he Stan is a FedEx delivery man at the very end to the Avengers compound, which that totally checks out the superhero compound just taking regular FedEx deliveries. <laughs> and uh, he's delivering it to Tony Stank. Stank. Tony Stank. Uh, so yeah, it was good to see Stan. He's uh, God rest his soul. He was yeah, still, really. still still spry as ever. Okay, um, well, next we have Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. which will be a shorter uh, diversion. We'll definitely get one of the Infinity Stones as a major plot point. Um, really looking forward to Doctor Strange. It was, it's a, it's a flick for sure. All right, for sure a flick, and uh, we get the first call out for it in Captain America Two. That's yeah. true. What, what am I going to do? Stephen Strange just decides to be a bad guy. Well, we're going to find out next week, folks. <laughs> All right, well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, Last thoughts? 